Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I've done a couple videos about the case where the uh, police raided the offices of a newspaper. Uh, and it looks like that raid was probably uh, wrong. And uh, so I've done a couple follow-ups on it. But a whole bunch of people sent me this. And Steve, did you see this latest thing that happened in that case from NBCNews.com and widely reported? Uh, Dennis Romero wrote this version of the story. Kansas police chief who approved the raid on the journalist resigns. So the police chief who approved it has now resigned. Uh, it looks like he was in a little bit of hot water to begin with. He was suspended last week following the backlash to the searches of a local newsroom and his publisher's home. The police chief of a small Kansas town had directed the searches of a publisher and his newsroom over its retrieval of public information has resigned, an official confirmed to the Associated Press. This story is actually kind of complicated, but most people get it pretty quickly. The mayor suspended the police chief on Thursday, and the chief resigned on Monday. And that was announced at a city council meeting. Uh, several people involved did not immediately respond to requests for confirmation. The chief used his five-member force and help from local sheriff's deputies to launch warrant-based searches of the Marion County Record newsroom, as well as the homes of its publisher and, I believe, of a reporter. Uh, a day after the raid, the co-owner of the newspaper, who is 98 years old, died of stress caused by what happened, according to her son, who was the publisher. Uh, speaking about this later. So the chief stood by his statement that the warrant, which was signed by a local judge, was truthful, based on his belief that the publication engaged in identity theft when it accessed the driving records of local uh, restaurant owner. And here's the problem. He was mistaken if that's what he believed. And it was such a dumb mistake to make that if he believed it, he wasn't that bright. That's the problem. So he wrote in an affidavit in support of the warrant request that downloading the document either involved impersonating the victim or lying about the reasons why the record was being sought. Now, the search warrant included the locations of the publication as well as the homes of the publisher uh, and others. It was signed by a Marion County magistrate judge. Now, the driving record database is open to the public. So, people not knowing how this works, it's a public record. And the fact that you can access it through a computer does not mean you are computer hacking when you go look at it. So it will return information about any Kansas licensed driver with a first and a last name, date of birth, and a driver's license number. Now, the reporter obtained the records after the newspaper got a tip that somebody they were investigating was convicted of a DUI a few years ago, which could have been a barrier to them obtaining a liquor license for a restaurant. So it's the kind of thing that somebody says, hey, look, there's a restaurant, they got a liquor license, but did you know that the owner of the restaurant has a DUI? That is a problem in many states. It's a problem in Michigan also. So if that was true, that would be news, okay? So they're reporting on that story. So uh, the idea about this came up because the... Um, Restaurant owner uh, complained about the reporters looking into her background, and she complained at a city council meeting during the summer, shortly after the raids happened. So the uh, person whose home was searched says the raids were illegal. 
Press freedom organizations weighed in with formal statements of condemnation against the chief and other law enforcement personnel involved in the searches. There appears to be no justification for the breadth and intrusiveness of the search, and we are concerned that it may have violated federal law, says Reporters Committee for Freedom of the Press in a letter to the chief dated in August. The Marion County attorney eventually asked police to return the property seized in the searches, saying they did not have enough evidence to justify the raids. So last month, the Kansas Commission on Judicial Conduct Uh, said it was weighing the viability of a citizen's complaint against the judge who signed the warrant over her approval of the search warrant. The chief initially responded to backlash against the raids by acknowledging the constitutionally protected role of journalism in the U.S. (laughs) First Amendment, my friend, to start at the top, you get there real fast. And the higher threshold for searches in cases involving news publications. But he also said by email, that the search warrants were sound and justified because the targeted journalists were believed to have been participating in the underlying wrongdoing, the underlying wrongdoing, which implies that there's actual wrongdoing going on, which we don't know. So the chief did not respond directly when asked what his reaction would be if he lost his job over the matter. (laughs) He said, I believe when the rest of the story is available to the public, The judicial system that is being questioned will be vindicated. No, no, my friend, we're not blaming the judicial system. We're blaming you. And here's one of the problems. If you write up an affidavit filled with all kinds of allegations and sign it, swear to it, bring it to a magistrate judge who glances at 15 affidavits before hitting the bench this morning, uh, there's a good chance they're going to glance and go, oh, okay, well, sheriff signed it. It's probably good. And if the sheriff says this database can only be breached by hackers or something, they're going to go, oh, okay, it makes sense. But it's not the judicial system that's being questioned primarily. Now, they are being questioned because it does look like the magistrate should have stopped and said, wait a second, you want to execute a search warrant on a newspaper? Wouldn't it be better to go with a subpoena? I've talked about this before. And generally speaking, this happens all the time, when Law enforcement thinks that news agencies or reporters or journalists or newspapers or whatever uh, have information regarding crimes, whether committed by them or somebody else. What they will often do is go to court and get a subpoena and say to the court, we want to serve the subpoena on the newspaper so that the newspaper can come into court and explain whether or not they have what we're looking for and whether or not we're entitled to see it. And that way a judge gets to look at it and say, okay, let's, let's take a look at this. Doing the search warrant the way they did it, the cops go in, uh, grab a bunch of stuff, including like work computers, and haul it off and then say, okay, we're going to dig through it now at our leisure and figure out what we're going to do. And the only court intervention would be for the people who were ransacked to go into court and say, we want our stuff back. And so if you're going to wind up in court either way, It makes more sense, if you need to tread carefully, to do it the second way that I'm describing with a subpoena. And there's actually laws on this. (laughs) Strangely enough, there's laws on this that say that's what you're supposed to do. And so, you know, it was a bad story to begin with. And what it looks like to the average person, what it looks like to the average person was, there was somebody in a small town who found out that the local newspaper was investigating them. They didn't like it because it might make them look bad. They complained to their friends on the police force who executed a warrant and seized all their stuff to shut them down. That's what it looks like. And so 
it is important, and I know some people are going to say this isn't as important as I'm making it out to be, but it is important for people in positions of power to not just behave correctly and do what they're supposed to do, but they need to do what they can to make it look like they're doing the right thing as well as to be actually doing the right thing. So even if it's legal for them to go after this newspaper in one way or another, they should consider how it looks. Because right now, here we are a few months down the road, and uh, the publisher of the newspapers passed away. They were shut down for a couple days, although they managed to continue publishing, and my hat's off to them for that. But it disrupted the lives and this business for a while. It made this little town the center of a bunch of national news stories for a while. And it made the magistrate and the police chief look really, really bad. Now, the police chief has resigned, and the judge is being investigated. And that's good. That's good. So you back up and unwind this entire story back to the very beginning and go, let's see, what are your two choices here? Go get the search warrant and ransack the place or go get a subpoena. What are you going to do here? Well, I'll bet you now they all wish they'd gotten a subpoena and not ransack the place because this guy would still have his job. The magistrate would not be being investigated. And although it would have been a hassle for the newspaper when they walk in and go, we've got a subpoena right here because they got to call their attorney. The attorney's got to take a look at the subpoena. Got to go to court and file a motion. But, but at least that's the process you're supposed to follow. It probably wouldn't have made national news. It wouldn't have made national news. So I think <laughs> as you go about your life today, of all days, or tomorrow, and you're about to make a major decision, ask yourself, I got two roads to go down here. This one will make me the headline of a national news story for a couple days. This one won't. <laughs> Yeah, you might want to be. You might not mind being the head of a national news story. But chances are you want to go down the other road and do things right. So the police chief has resigned, magistrate being investigated, and uh, we'll probably hear some more about this further down the road. But uh, crazy story. It looks like it's starting to wind up. Dennis Romero wrote that. NBCnews.com published it. Kansas police chief who approved the raid on the journalists has now resigned. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Great things never came from comfort zones.